Chapter One of How to Appreciate Music. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. How to Appreciate Music by Gustav Kobe. Chapter One The Pianoforte there must be practically on the part of every one who attends a pianoforte recital some degree of curiosity regarding the instrument itself therefore it seems to me pertinent to institute at the very outset an inquiry into what the pianoforte is and how it became what it is the most practical most expressive and most universal of musical instruments the instrument of the concert hall and of the intimate home circle knowledge of such things surely will enhance the enjoyment of a pianoforte recital should be in fact a prerequisite to it the pianoforte is the most used and for that very reason perhaps the most abused of musical instruments even its real name generally is denied it most people call it a piano although piano is a musical term denoting a degree of sound soft gentle low the opposite of forte which means strong and loud the combination of the two terms in one word pianoforte signifies that the instrument is capable of being played both softly and loudly both piano and forte it was this capacity that distinguished it from its immediate precursors the old-time harpsichords and clavichords one of the first requirements in learning how to understand music is to learn to call things musical by their right names to speak of a pianoforte as a piano is one of our unjustifiable modern shortcuts of speech a characteristic specimen of linguistic laziness and evidence of utter ignorance concerning the origin and character of the instrument if i were asked to express in a single phrase the importance of this instrument in the musical life of to-day i would say that the pianoforte is the orchestra of the home indeed the title of the familiar song what is home without a mother might without any undue stretch of imagination be changed to what is home without a pianoforte although if you are working hard at your music and practising scales and finger exercises several hours a day it might be wiser not to ask your neighbour's opinion on this point the king of instruments in households where there is no pianoforte we seem to breathe a foreign atmosphere says oscar b in his history of the instrument and its players and he adds with perfect truth that it has become an essential part of our life giving its form to our whole musical culture 
and stamping its characteristics upon our whole conception of music surely out of every ten musical persons layman or professional at least nine almost invariably have received their first introduction to music through the pianoforte and have derived the greater part of their musical knowledge from it even composers like wagner and meyerbeer whose work is wholly associated with opera had their first lessons in music on the pianoforte and meyerbeer achieved brilliant triumphs as a concert pianist before he turned his attention to the operatic stage of all musical instruments the pianoforte is the most intimate and at the same time the most public the favourite of the lonely mourner and of the solitary soul whose joy seeks expression and the tie that unites the circle of family and friends yet it also thrills the great audience of the concert hall and rouses it to the highest pitch of enthusiasm it is the king of instruments and the reason for its supremacy is not far to seek weitzmann the author of the first comprehensive account of the pianoforte and its literature speaks of its ability to lend living expression to all phases of emotion for which language lacks words its full resonant tone its volume vying with that of the orchestra its command of every shade of sound from the gentlest pianissimo to the most powerful forte and its mechanism which permits of the most rapid runs and passages and at the same time of sustained singing notes and phrases music under one's fingers but this is not all there is an overture by weber entitled the ruler of the spirits well he who commands the row of white and black keys is ruler of the spirits of music he has music all that music can give within the grasp of his two hands under his ten fingers the pianoforte can render anything in music besides music of its own it can reproduce the orchestra or the voice with even greater fidelity than the finest engraving renders a painting for only to the eyes of one familiar with the painting does the engraving suggest the colour scheme of the original whereas through certain nuances of technique that are more easily felt than described the pianoforte virtuoso who is playing an arrangement of an orchestra composition can make his audience hear certain instruments of the orchestra even such characteristic effects as the far-carrying pizzicato or the rumbling of the double basses or their low growl the hollow reverberating percussions of the timpani sustained notes on the horns the majestic accents of trombones the sharp shrill of piccolos while some of the most effective pianoforte pieces are arrangements of songs 
moreover there are pianoforte compositions like the hungarian rhapsodies of liszt which while conceived and carried out in the true spirit of the instrument pianistic as they say yet suggest the tone-colours of the orchestra without permitting these to obtrude themselves too much this is one of the many services of liszt the giant of virtuosos and a giant among composers to his art it has been said that liszt played the whole orchestra on the pianoforte he did even more he developed the technique of the instrument to such a point that the suggestion of many of the clang tints of the orchestra has become part of its heritage this dual capacity of the pianoforte the fact that it has a tone quality wholly peculiar to itself so that when for example we are playing chopin we never think of the orchestra while at the same time it can take up into itself and reproduce or at least suggest the tone colours of other instruments is one of its most remarkable characteristics quite as remarkable and as interesting and important is the circumstance that these tone tints are wholly dependent upon the player there is nothing peculiar to the make of the strings the sounding-board the hammers that tends to produce these effects they are due wholly to the player's subtle manipulation of the keys so that we get the added thrill of the virtuoso's personal magnetism the pianoforte owes much of its popularity much of its supremacy to the fact that a player's interpretation of a composition cannot be marred by anyone but himself it rests in his hands alone whereas the conductor of an orchestra is dependent upon a hundred players some of whom may have no more soul than so many wooden indians even supposing a conductor to be gifted with a highly poetic and musically sensitive nature it is impossible that so many men of varying degrees of temperament as go to make up an orchestra and none of them probably a virtuoso of the highest rank will be as sympathetically responsive to his baton as a pianoforte is to the fingers of a musical poet like paderewski for the fingers of a great virtuoso are the ambassadors of his soul melody and accompaniment on one instrument this personal one-man control of the instrument has been of inestimable value to the pianoforte in establishing itself in its present unassailable position moreover in controlling it the pianist commands all the resources of music with his two thumbs alone he can accomplish what no player upon any other instrument in common use is capable of doing with all ten fingers he can sound together the lowest and the highest notes in music for all the notes of music as we know it simply await the pressure of the fingers upon the keys of the pianoforte 
it is the one instrument capable of power as well as of sweetness and grace which places the whole range of harmony and counterpoint at the disposal of one player a vocalist can sing an air but can you imagine a vocalist singing through an entire programme without accompaniment after half a dozen unaccompanied songs the singing even of the greatest prima donna would become monotonous for lack of harmony the violin and violoncello next to the pianoforte the most frequently heard instruments in the concert hall labour under the same disadvantage as the singer they are dependent upon the accompaniment of others the pianist on the other hand has the inestimable advantage of being able to play melody and accompaniment on one instrument at the same time all in one while singing with some of his fingers the tender melodic phrase of a chopin nocturne he completes with the others the exquisite weave of harmony and reveals the musical fabric to us in all its beauty moreover it is the pianist himself who does this not someone else at his signal which the intermediary possibly may not wholly understand when paderewski is at the pianoforte we hear paderewski not someone else of a less sensitive temperament whom he is directing with a baton a poet is at the instrument and we hear the poet a poet may be at the conductor's desk but in the orchestra that is required for the interpretation of his musical conceptions poets usually are conspicuous by their absence even great singers suffer because their accompaniments are apt not to be as sensitive of temperament as they are and it is a fact that the grace and beauty of schubert's hark hark the lark never have been so fully revealed to me by a singer as by paderewski's playing of liszt's arrangement of the song because the pianist is able to shade the accompaniment to the most delicate nuances of the melody how delightful too it is to go through the pianoforte score of a wagner music drama and as you play the wonderful music all placed within the grasp of your ten fingers watch the scenic pictures and the action pass in imagination before your eyes in your own music-room without the defects inseparable from every public performance because the success of a performance depends upon the cooperation of so many who do not cooperate yes the pianoforte is the king of instruments because it is the most independent of instruments and because it makes him who plays upon it independent music's debt to the pianoforte it would be difficult to overestimate the debt that music owes to the pianoforte including for the present under this one name the various keyboard instruments from which it was developed the sonata form had its first tentative beginnings upon it 
and was wrought out to perfection through it by a process of gradual evolution extending from domenico scarlatti through bach's son philip emmanuel bach to beethoven as a symphony simply is a sonata for orchestra it follows that through the sonata and thus through the pianoforte the form in which the classical composers cast their greatest works was established richard strauss in his revision of berlioz's book on orchestration even goes so far as to assert that beethoven and after him schumann and brahms treated the orchestra pianistically but the discussion of this point is better deferred until we take up the orchestra and orchestral music here however it may be observed that in addition to its constant use as an instrument for the concert hall and the home and for the delight of great audiences and the joy of the amateur player and his familiar circle many of the great composers even when writing orchestral works have used the pianoforte for their first sketches testing their harmonies on it and often no doubt while groping over the keys in search of the psychical note hit upon accidental improvements and new harmonies even wagner who understood the orchestra as none other ever has employed the pianoforte in sketching out his ideas i went to my erard and wrote out the passage as rapidly as if i had it by heart he writes from venice to matilda wesendonck in relating to her the genesis of the great love duet in tristan und isolde and i could quote other passages from my wagner and his isolde which is based on the romantic passages in the lives of the composer and the woman who inspired his great music drama to show the frequency with which he made similar use of the universal musical instrument the pianoforte has in many other ways been a boon to some of the most famous composers many of them were pianists and by public performances of their own works materially accelerated the appreciation of their music mozart was a youthful prodigy and later a virtuoso of the highest rank beethoven before he was overtaken by deafness introduced his own pianoforte compositions to the public and was the musical lion of the viennese drawing-rooms mendelssohn was a pianist of the same smooth affable gentlemanly type as his music chopin was not a miscellaneous concert player his nature was too shrinking but at the salon pleyel in paris he gave recitals to the musical elite who in turn conveyed his ideas to the greater public schumann began his musical career as a virtuoso but strained the fourth finger of his right hand in using a mechanical apparatus which he had devised for facilitating the practice of finger exercises his wife clara wieck 
however who was the most famous woman pianist of her time substituted her fingers for his liszt literally hewed out the way for his works on the keyboard brahms was a pianist of solid scholarly attainments in fact dig where you will in musical soil you strike the roots of the pianoforte its lowly origin it must not be supposed however that the instrument as we know it attained to its present supremacy except through a long process of evolution one of the immediate precursors of the modern pianoforte was the harpsichord a name suggesting that the instrument was a harp with a keyboard attachment and as such in a general way the pianoforte is but the harp is a very fully developed affair compared with the mean little apparatus in which lay and was discovered many centuries ago the first germ of the king among instruments this was the monochord and it has required about nine centuries for the evolution of an instrument consisting of a single string set in vibration by means of a keyboard attachment into the modern pianoforte but do not be alarmed i am not about to give a nine hundred years history of the pianoforte such detailed consideration would belong to a technical work on the manufacture of the instrument and would be out of place here something of its history should however be known to every one who wants to understand music but i shall endeavour to be as brief and at the same time as clear as possible the monochord originally was used much as we use a tuning fork to determine true musical pitch if you take a short piece of string tie one end of it fast draw it taut and pluck it its vibrations will sound a note if you grasp the string and draw it taut from nearer to the point where it is tied you shorten what is called the node increase the number of vibrations and produce a higher note the monochord in its simplest form consisted of a string drawn taut over an oblong box and tuned to a given pitch by means of a peg under the string and in contact with it was a bridge or fret that could be moved by hand along a graduated scale marked on the bottom of the box by moving the bridge the node of the string could be shortened and the notes marked at corresponding points on the graduated scale produced after a while and in order to facilitate the study of the harmonious relationship between different notes three strings were added each with its bridge and graduated scale it was more or less of a nuisance however to continually shift four bridges to as many different points under the four strings as an improvement upon this awkward arrangement some clever person conceived about the beginning of the tenth century the idea of borrowing the keyboard from the organ and attaching it to the monochord 
to the rear end of each key was attached an upright piece called a tangent when the finger pressed upon a key the tangent struck one of the strings set it in vibration and at the same time by contact created a node which lasted as long as the key was kept down and the tangent remained pressed against the string to increase the utility of the instrument by adding more strings and more keys was the next obvious step and gradually the monochord ceased to be a mere technical apparatus for the determining of pitch and became an instrument on which professionals and amateurs could play with pleasure to themselves and others a poet's advice to his musical daughter there has been preserved to us from about the year fifteen twenty nine a reply made by the poet pietro bembo to his daughter elena who had written to him from the convent where she was being educated asking if she could have lessons upon the monochord which seems to have been as popular in its day as its fully developed successor the modern pianoforte is now touching thy request for permission to play upon the monochord begins bembo's quaint answer i reply that because of thy tender years thou canst not know that playing is an art for vain and frivolous women whereas i would that thou shouldst be the most chaste and modest maiden alive besides if thou wert to play badly it would cause thee little pleasure and no little shame yet in order to play well thou must needs give up from ten to twelve years to the exercise without so much as thinking of aught else how far this would benefit thee thou canst see for thyself without my telling thee but thy schoolmates if they desire thee to learn to play for their pleasure tell them thou dost not care to have them laugh at thy mortification therefore content thyself with the pursuit of the sciences and the practice of needlework these words of the poet bembo to his daughter elena are they so wholly lacking in application to our own day and i wonder did or did not elena learn to play the monochord if not it was because she lived a few centuries too soon she would have had her own way to-day the clavichord monochord means one string and the application of the term to the instrument after other strings had been added was a misnomer the monochord on which elena to the evident distress of her distinguished parent desired to play really was a clavichord which was derived directly from the primitive monochord if you will raise the lid of your pianoforte you will find that the strings become shorter from the bass up the lowest note being sounded by the longest the highest note by the shortest string for the longer the string the slower the vibrations and the deeper the sounds produced and vice versa 
this principle is so obvious that it seems as if it must have been applied to the clavichord almost immediately and a separate string provided for each key but for many years the strings of the clavichord continued all of equal length and three or four neighbouring keys struck the same string so that the contact of the upright tangent with the string not only set the latter in vibration but also served to form the node which produced the desired note not until after the clavichord had been in use several centuries were its strings made of varying length and a separate string assigned to each key these new clavichords were called buntfrei fret-free or tangent-free because the node of each string was determined by that string's length and not by the contact of the tangent the clavichord retained the box shape of its prototype the monochord originally it was portable and was set upon a table later however was made so to speak to stand upon its own legs in appearance it resembled our square pianofortes it gave forth a sweet gentle and decidedly pretty musical sound it had a further admirable quality in its capacity for sustaining a note since by keeping the tangent pressed against the string the player was able to sustain the tone so long as the string continued to vibrate moreover by holding down the key and at the same time making a gentle rocking motion with the finger he was able to produce a tremolo effect which german musicians called bebung trembling and the french balancement a defect of the clavichord was however its lack of power this defect led to experiments which resulted in the construction of a keyboard instrument the strings of which in response to the action of the keys were set in vibration by jacks tipped with crow quills or hard leather the sound was much stronger than that of the clavichord but the jacks twanged the strings with uniform power permitting a sharp outline but no shading of the tones the harpsichord if you chance to be listening to a hungarian band at a restaurant you may notice that one of the players has lying on a table before him an instrument with many strings strung very much like those of the pianoforte it is played with two little mallets in the player's hands and produces the weird arpeggios and improvised runs characteristic of hungarian gypsy music it is a very old instrument called the cembalo about the fifteenth century it seems someone devised a keyboard attachment with quills for this instrument tipped the jacks with crow quills and called the result a clavi cembalo a cembalo with keys this was the origin of the harpsichord the name by which the clavi cembalo soon became more generally known harpsichords were shaped somewhat like our grand pianofortes but were much smaller 
a spinet was a small harpsichord and the virginal a still smaller one sometimes indeed virginals were made no larger than work boxes the instrument being taken out of the box and placed on a table before the player for the purposes of this book this very general survey of the precursors of the pianoforte seems sufficient the clavichord and the instruments of the harpsichord harpsichord spinet and virginal class flourished alongside of each other but the best musicians gave the preference to the clavichord because of its sweet tone and the delicately tremulous effect that could be produced upon it by the balancement experiments in pianoforte making were in progress already in bach's day but he clung to the clavichord as did his son philip emmanuel bach mozart was the first of the great masters to realize the value of the pianoforte and to aid materially in making it popular by using it for his public performances and yet even then the clavichord that lonely melancholy unspeakably sweet instrument was not abandoned without lingering regret by the older musicians and it was still to be found in occasional use as late as the beginning of the last century how thoroughly modern the pianoforte is will be appreciated when it is said that a celebrated firm of english makers founded in seventeen thirty did not begin to manufacture pianofortes until seventeen eighty and continued the production of clavichords until seventeen ninety three piano and forte neither on the clavichord nor on the harpsichord could the player vary the strength of the tone which he produced by the degree of force with which he struck the keys swells and pedals worked by the knees and the feet were devised to overcome this difficulty but touch as we understand it to-day was impossible with the instruments in which the degree of sound to be produced was not under the control of the player's fingers the clavichord was piano the harpsichord was forte not until the invention of the hammer action the substitution of hammers for tangents and quill-jacks was an instrument possible in which whether the tone should be piano or forte depended upon the degree of strength with which the player struck the keys this instrument was the first pianoforte it was invented and so named in seventeen eleven by bartolomeo cristofori of florence and although nearly two centuries have elapsed since then the action used by many pianoforte manufacturers of to-day is in its essentials the same as that devised by this clever italian the invention frequently is ascribed to gottfried zilbermann a german sixteen eighty three to seventeen fifty three but the real situation is that Christofori was the inventor, while Zilbermann was the first successful manufacturer of the new instruments, from a business point of view. 
time and improvements were required before they made their way and how slow many professional musicians were in giving up the beloved clavichord for the pianoforte already has been pointed out but the latter was bound to triumph in the end i shall not attempt to give a technical description of the mechanism of the pianoforte but i should like to answer a few questions which may have suggested themselves to players who may not have cared to take their instruments apart and examine them, or have not been present when their tuners have taken off the lid and exposed the strings and mechanism to view. The strings of the pianoforte are of steel wire, and their tension varies from twelve tons to nearly twenty. Those of the deepest bass are covered with copper wire eight or ten tones of the bass are produced by the vibration of these copper-wound strings above these for about an octave and a half the strings are in pairs so that the hammer striking them there are two unison strings to a tone simultaneously and producing approximately twice as powerful a tone as if only one string had been set in vibration the five remaining octaves have three strings to a tone all depends on the player when the fingers strike the keys the hammers strike the strings the force of the stroke depending upon the force exerted by the player this being the distinguishing merit of the pianoforte as compared with its precursors under the strings are a row of dampers and as soon as a finger releases a key the corresponding damper springs into place against the vibrating strings stops the vibrations and the tone ceases thus the tone can be dampened immediately by raising the finger or prolonged by keeping the finger pressed down on the key this is the device which enables the pianist to play staccato or legato the damper pedal or loud pedal checks the action of all the dampers and prolongs the tones even after the fingers have released the keys the soft pedal brings the hammers nearer the strings shortens the stroke and produces a softer tone the simultaneous use of both pedals is a modern virtuoso effect and a very charming one for the damper pedal prolongs the gentle tones produced by the use of the soft pedal i believe paderewski was the first of the great pianists who have visited this country to employ this effect systematically and that he was among the first composers to formally indicate the simultaneous employment of both pedals in passages in his compositions there is a third pedal called the sustaining pedal but i do not think it has proved as valuable an invention as was anticipated within recent years there have been introduced mechanical pianofortes which i may designate as pianolas after the most popular instrument of their class 
in my opinion these instruments are destined to play an important part in the diffusion of musical knowledge and it is senseless to underestimate this there are thousands of people who have neither the time nor the dexterity to master the technique of the pianoforte who nevertheless are people of genuine musical feeling and who are enabled through the pianola to cultivate their taste for music the device renders the music accurately whether expressively or not depends as with the pianoforte itself upon the taste of the person who manipulates it decorations that do not beautify the pianoforte often is spoken of as an instrument of ugly appearance this it emphatically is not if the straight side of the grand is placed against the wall the side toward the room presents a graceful sweeping curve while the upright effectively breaks the straight line of the wall against which it stands if the pianoforte is ugly it is due to the so-called ornaments that are placed upon it the knick-knacks framed pictures and other senseless things to my mind there is but one thing which it is permissible to place upon a pianoforte a slender vase with a single flower preferably a rose the living symbol of the soul that waits to be awakened within the instrument sheet music or bound books of music on top of a pianoforte are an abomination if scattered about they look disorderly if neatly arranged in portfolios even worse for they create the precise orderly appearance of paths and mounds in a cemetery often indeed the pianoforte is a graveyard of musical hopes because of that however it need not be made to look like one equally objectionable is the elaborately decorated or period pianoforte designed for rooms decorated in the style of some historical art period a pianoforte has no business in a period room if the person is rich enough to afford period rooms he also can afford a music room and the simpler this is within the bounds of good taste and the less there is in it besides the instrument itself the better the more proficient the pianist the less he cares for decoration and the more satisfied he is with the pianoforte turned out in the ordinary course of business by the high-class manufacturer no decorated pianofortes are for those who are too rich to be musical end of chapter one recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey